0: You're listening to hashtag nofilter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh all week long. Those balls have gotten you into trouble, though. Oh, you, yeah. they picked us because we're horny. Yeah, right. And right. that's your chronic state. That's what you <laughs> My life has changed so much that it's almost like a completely different life. From the latest news on the real housewives. I'm so happy to be here and engage with you. Deep dives into celebrity legal scandals and unfiltered combos with your favorite stars. I've got you covered. And yes, I always keep receipts. Welcome on in, guys. Welcome on in. Welcome on in. Welcome on in. I hope you're having a wonderful start to the new week. Hopefully you had a great weekend. I know I had quite the eventful weekend. There was a lot going on. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. Semi-eventful and then like lots of like stuff to just do around the apartment. Just a quick reminder, this today, as in Monday, what is today? Monday, March 13th? Whatever Monday's day is, today is your last day to clock in the 20% off in the merch store. You can get your Team Ariana shirts 20% off all merch. Use code Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L, code Rachel in the merch shop today only. Today's the last day, guys. I mean, the merch will still be there, but if you want to save 20%, today's the last day to save it. You have until midnight Pacific tonight to go and clock in those savings. So place your orders right now. Go to justplainzac.com slash shop, S-H-O-P, slash shop. Shop your Team Ariana shirts, and you can get your I'm disengaging hats. You can get your no-filter denim caps. You can get your biggest bully in Hollywood. You're the biggest bully in Hollywood, and everyone knows it. T-shirts up in the merch store, all there now. You can get your Zach Pack University sweaters, whatever you want. Lady City Tank Tops, 20% off. Use code Rachel. It's today only. Okay, let's dive in because there's a lot of Vanderpump tea. There's a lot of tea. Um, News circulating the Oscars happened over the weekend. I don't know if anybody watched them. I didn't. I just don't care anymore. I think award shows are boring. I don't think they're interesting. Um It used to be exciting to like watch the the fashion on the red carpet and all that sort of stuff, but then eventually, like social media happened. It's like you can just see it all. You don't have to wait for e-news to broadcast it and see like who they capture because social media instantly has the photos and we can see them right away. so I just I don't think. The award shows and the red carpets and all that are really that interesting. I know there was like an odd interview with Ashley Graham and Hugh Grant where she was like trying to talk to him and he was like kind of like not wanting to give her the time of day. And it was like a super awkward interview that I did catch. So I cut some snippets, but like, I'm not going to invest three hours of my life to watch the Oscars or the pre-party or like host a party where I'm like, what movie do you think is going to win? I don't have time to watch all those fucking movies. You know why? Because I spent so much time watching them before to realize half of them aren't even as good as they're hyping them out to be. So you know what? I'm going to swipe left on the Oscars, but I'm going to swipe right into more of this Vanderpump drama. So I... I thought it was really funny that the Toms, Tom Sandoval and Tom Schwartz, had a big deal with Hydroxycut. And then all of the Scandoval drama, like, just kind of destroyed that. Hydroxycut said that they're, like, still planning. So they were basically doing a giveaway where... um it was a partnership with HydroxyCut. The Toms were kind of the face of this new campaign. It was kind of odd because it didn't really make sense how the Toms fit into HydroxyCut other than HydroxyCut using the Toms as like a billboard, which, you know, is fine. That's kind of what influencer marketing has become. But it was interesting because it was just a giveaway for a free trip to Los Angeles plus VIP treatment, whatever that means, at TomTom Tom and Schwartz and Sandy's. And they get some spending cash. So my understanding is like the whole point of HydroxyCut is like you're trying to get lean. You're trying to like, you know, either lose weight or cut down or tone up or whatever the case may be. I love hydroxy cut. I actually happen to use hydroxy cut on occasion, you know, when I feel like I've fallen off track and I'm like, or like, you know, when I need a little like boost of a pre-workout, I'm not paid by them. This is literally just like an organic endorsement. I buy them off of Amazon. Um, but I'll do like a hydroxy cut and I'll like, I won't do the full dose, dosage or like the full program, but like, I'll take like one pill before I work out if I need like an extra little boost at the gym or I want to go hard or whatever. Um, um, so like, I, you know, I know what hydroxy, and I remember the old commercial, I remember on like Kendra Wilkinson used to do hydroxy cut. So it was interesting that the Toms who like, I just wouldn't think would be related to like the pillar of fitness, um, or the face of this campaign or what it had to do with it, because then you're giving people VIP treatment to Tom, Tom and Schwartz and Sandys again, how does that fit into the fitness regime? You know, like, we're going to go and do cocktails at TomTom Tom while we're taking hydroxy. Like, it just – it didn't seem to make sense. And if there was a greater objective, that was definitely missed with the initial um – promotion of it however the part that i find funny is since all of the scandal broke they've now uh, elicited sheena's help and so now sheena came in to to take that bag and so now she's endorsing hydroxy cut i should ask her she'd be like was this like something that was already pre-scheduled or i'm pretty sure it was a tom's thing and then they had to have been able to buy tom sandoval out of his deal right like there has to be like a um like a morality clause or there has to be some clause that says, Hey, if you get into a giant scandal during the promotion of this campaign, we're not going to pay you your full paycheck. And that's usually that like, that's pretty standard. There's usually a con like a, not a force majeure clause, but like a, yeah, I don't know if it would fall into like a morality clause, but anyway, it seems like they were able to restructure that budget and they ended up giving it to Sheena and Sheena's promotion made more sense. Right. And again, I'm not trying to like endorse HydroxyCut or like body shame anybody or whatever. Whatever is going to make you happy and you're doing it in a healthy way, I support, whatever. Because um, I know anytime I talk about anything wellness or fitness or whatever related, I'm like instantly labeled like fat phobic or, you know, anti something. So to, I just want to be clear. I'm not anti anything other than anti bullshit and anti stupid people. But anyway, Sheena is now endorsing HydroxyCut and I thought it was funny because she posted a photo of her at the gym in her cute little gym outfit and she put, it's about to be hashtag revenge body season in WeHo and then she tagged HydroxyCut and mentioned that she's a partner of HydroxyCut and I was like, you know what? You get that money. You go and you take that Tom Tom bag and you take it for yourself, right? You go to the gym and you work out that, those arms so in the event that you ever have to punch anybody, not saying that you ever have punched anybody, but in the, in the event that you do have to punch somebody, you go and you, you knock them out. You make sure they have a Hydroxy cut to the upper, what you know get it sheena get the bag so now sheena is a proud sponsor of or is proudly sponsored by hydroxycut i think lala would be a great like why get all the vanderpump cast get ariana get ariana to do a revenge revenge body season promotion for hydroxycut And that would be the best revenge. And honestly, that would probably be the best endorsement for, I don't think Ariana would do it. Um, I just don't think she's into that type of marketing. But if she wanted to go all in, I support that. Revenge body. And again, that's not to say that, you know what, fuck, I'm not even going to give a disclaimer. If you don't like it, then you don't like it. And like live your happy life. However, Whatever makes you happy, you do you. But if somebody wants to have a revenge body and they want to Khloe Kardashian their lives up, then I fully support that as well. So you know what? Get it, girl. Get that bag. Okay, let's talk Schwartz. Okay, so Schwartz, <sighs> I I have so many thoughts about this, but let's break it down. His most recent TMZ interview, right? Because he was caught, he was caught by TMZ, and I'm calling bullshit. Okay, total BS here. With Schwartz and TMZ, this interview, his first interview, was at stage because I actually want to get into it to this, and I'm curious what you guys think. So I just first want to say TMZ. Very rarely, and I said this when there was a video that came out, I think it was in the Daily Mail, when Erica and Lisa Rinna were coming off the plane, and they were conveniently, or Erica was conveniently served with papers at the airport. Um, I just want to say, like, this type of paparazzi stuff is rarely ever candid, okay? TMZ rarely ever just stumbles upon people at LAX, like, it's just to me, like that just doesn't happen because LAX is so damn huge. OK, but so we ca- we catch Schwartz in one of the terminals unclear which one it looked like American possibly, um, but he's in he's leaving the terminal. And there's a TMZ cameraman, he comes up to him and he starts asking him about the scandal of it all. And it's funny because he says that, you know, Tom Sandoval has a profound sadness related to the scandal and he feels horrible and he feels like a piece of shit and he knows that he effed up. And, they, and Schwartz hopes that Ariana is living the good life and indulging. I'm like, yeah, because that's what you want to do, right? The, the second you get your heart broken by your best friend and your man of nine years, like the first thing you think of is like, yeah, let me indulge and live the good life. Unless you're Brandy Glanville and you're using, you're slashing Eddie Cibrian's tires and then using his credit card to get vaginal rejuvenation, I don't really know if there's much living the good life and indulging. Although she does look like she was indulging because Ariana was just seen in Mexico and she was at a wedding and she was dancing and she was living her best life. So good for her. But Tom says that he hasn't spoken to or seen Raquel since all of this happened. Unclear if that means I stopped talking to her when the scandal broke, or I stopped talking to her when I found out about the affair. Like, which one is it? When did your loyalty to Raquel end? Was it when you found out that she was screwing Sandoval and you didn't endorse that and co-sign it? Or did you co-sign it until it was no longer convenient and you've now like withdrawn from seeing her or speaking to her because now she's scandalous even though she was scandalous before but now it's public like when did you withdraw your friendship with Raquel that's what I want to know and was it your decision or was it hers is she distancing herself from everybody or have you decided to distance yourself from her and again since you clearly found out before the scandal broke when the rest of the cast found out I want to know when your allegiance to her ended so he says he hasn't spoken to her or seen her when asked about how or when he found out about it. Like when asked more details about all of that, he said it's complicated. So what's complicated? Like, did you know or did you not know? And when? Like, it's pretty simple. I found out in December. I found out in, you know, I found out after the new year. I found out in New York. I found out back in September. I saw them make out at the the opening of Schwartz and Sandy's. I don't know. I found out when I thought we were cool and we had a threesome and everything was good. I don't know. Give us a timeline. Give us a a time frame. This is all speculation. I don't know know when he actually found out other than I've heard that it was a month before everything broke. Which seemed right around the time of the premiere of Vanderpump Rules. But, like, he knows when he found out, and he knows how he found out, and he knows when, like, I don't get what part is complicated. The only thing that's complicated is if you were complicit in keeping this secret. Then that makes it complicated because then you were deceiving people. Then you were part of the lie. Then you were part of the big scheme. Did they use you as a beard or were you actually involved in this? And how far involved in this were you? And how long were you gonna keep it up? I have questions. If you're gonna do an interview with TMZ, I have questions. He says to wait for it to play out on the show. I'm very curious, but listen, I'm gonna have this list of questions, and I'm gonna be sitting there watching the TV, and I'm gonna be writing them in. I'm gonna have my bingo card ready with all my questions answered, and when I get bingo, I'm gonna say ding, ding, ding. Okay, Tom came clean, but until then, I'm going to have questions, and I'm going to continue to ask them, Schwartzy. I love Schwartz. I love me some Schwartzy. I've always loved Schwartzy more than i would like Sandoval. And listen, I've had both Schwartz and Sandoval in my show last year at the Bourbon Room when we did the live podcast taping. They were great. I've had Sandoval on the show. I've supported and promoted their, their Tom's Good Love and Whiskey. I've gone to Tom Sandoval's shows, the Tom and uh, the Most Extras. My feelings towards them are a little differently. I don't hate the player. I hate the games that they were playing. You know what I mean? Like, I also don't hate Raquel. Well, I've never liked Raquel. Let's be clear. I never, <clears throat> never liked Raquel. Um, I mean, now I like her even less. But my judgment towards them, let's be very clear. My judgment is toward their actions, not towards them as people. And I think we also need to reframe that. We can be upset with their actions without necessarily crucifying them as people, right? <clears throat> so, yeah, I'm not, not a fan and did not love this interview when it comes to Sheena and like uh, the whole Sheena versus Raquel thing. He says that he hasn't talked to Sheena about the alleged punch. Um, which I think is is a smart answer to give because he's keeping himself out of it so he might not have to be subpoenaed or, like, have to testify should they ever need or want him to testify to, you know, see if he heard anything or whatever the case may be. Um, And he's also protecting Sheena, which I think is smart as well. So he's trying to keep his hands clean and make sure he doesn't add further damage to Sheena, like LVP. LVP straight up had no loyalty. When she went on Watch What Happens Live, she, like, dragged everybody. When Andy Cohen's like, what do you think about Lisa Vander? Or what do you think about Sheena punching Raquel? The allegations that Sheena punched Raquel. And Lisa's like, well, I think she slapped her. I think she absolutely slapped her and she should. She's loyal to Ariana. And people are like, that's Lisa confirming that it happened. That's called speculation. That's not called confirmation. Okay. Lisa was not there. Lisa said, I think, I think that Sheena slapped her again. Speculation versus confirmation. But so here's Schwartz, and he's trying to not muddy any waters, ruffle any feathers, but he quickly pivots over. He doesn't want to talk about the Sheena Raquel stuff, so he quickly pivots over to, like, oh, my God, I just don't like the negative impact that this is having on our businesses. (sighs) I mean, listen, he spoke highly of Ariana. He distanced himself from Raquel, the scandal. He expressed remorse on Tom's behalf. So, you know, he talked about the damage that this is doing to his businesses and how hurt he is by that. All the standard PR talking points. So I just want to reiterate, guys, typically, not necessarily always, but typically a news station or a specific field reporter gets tipped off about something like this. This person will be at this place at this time. Make sure you're there with the camera ready, right? Because generally, like, think about it. You have you have to know what airline that the celeb or the person is going to be at, right? You have to know what time that they're landing. You have to know what plane that they're on so you know if the plane's going to be delayed. You have to know what terminal they're going to be at because some airlines have multiple terminals. Some of them have, have, you know, a variety of entrances. So you have to know exactly where they're going to be at what time in order to capture them. TMZ and paparazzi are not just... Aimlessly wandering around the airport. I go to the LAX airport all the time. Guess what? Never do I see a random photographer or a random person with the video camera or any, like, they're just, they're not hanging around just hoping that they find somebody. What a waste of time if you're just, like, hanging around the airport and be like, oh, I hope I find somebody today. Even when they're walking down the street, it's very rare, unless there's a celebrity in a scandal and they have their home address or they have their work address or whatever the case may be, then they may hang around. But, like, even that is very very rare. Very rare. Like, nobody was just hanging around at LAX. Do you know how big LAX is? Even if someone tips off TMZ and says, oh my God, TMZ, I just saw Tom Schwartz at the airport. By the time a reporter then gets to LAX, Schwartz is going to be gone. You can get in and out of LAX within 20 minutes. Um, like, in terms of like landing and leaving. Like, if you get off your plane, you can walk right out, grab your bag, and, and head on out. Like, you know, it's just, it's very... It would be very challenging for them to randomly come across him. The number of terminals and gates and airlines. like It's even hard getting through to your, your terminal because of the traffic jam to get into LAX. Like, that's tough. You always have to plan for like an extra 30 minutes of just traffic jam at LAX and getting from terminal one to whatever terminal you're trying to get into. It's not convenient. So a reporter's not going to randomly just stumble upon it, right? Then he has preset questions that are basically baiting Schwartz to, like, you know, telling him what to say and what to answer and what juicy bits to get out of him. And listen, typically, how it works is a rep will call up a a news station, TMZ, whoever. Daily Mail, or just like a freelancer, say, hey, this person is going to be at this place at this time, but you can only interview them if you ask them these questions. Make sure you touch on these talking points, and it's yours. And of course, the reporter or whoever is going to want to abide by those rules because they want to get tipped off more in the future. It's a whole system and game. It's a whole song and dance. And so, you know, they're like, these are the questions. This is the message that we're trying to get across. You get the exclusive as long as you stick to the script. And once you stick to the script, you're solid, right? Now, that's not to say that Schwartz knew that this specific TMZ guy would be there at this time. but it's I mean, it's possible that he did know, and he was prepared for this because he definitely had some lines rehearsed in his head where he's like, tom, Sandoval is, is is profoundly sad. And he knows that he messed up. It was like a total like a talking mouth for Tom Sandoval, or yeah, for Tom Sandoval. but it it isn't always the actual talent that tips off. TMZ, sometimes it's somebody on their rep. Whoever has access to like their flight info and can text them when, like, hey, did you land? Yeah, I just landed. Okay, cool. And then they can be like, okay, here's when they're, or they can be like, okay, their plane lands between 4 and 4 30, expect to capture them. And then, you know, Tom will text his publicist or whatever. And then the publicist is like, okay, he just landed. He's going to grab his bags. He's walking out of this gate or whatever, whatever. Somebody else can set that up for them. And it's possible that a lot of the times the talent isn't aware of that. And it's usually, either like management or PR or whatever it is that's trying to just make sure they're back in good graces. And like, it's smart, right? Like we need to salvage Schwartz's image because there's a lot of speculation out there about him and when he knew and all of that sort of stuff. So at least right now, if we give him his first interview, we make him look endearing. We have him say that he's distanced himself from Raquel. He can express remorse on Tom Sandoval who can't express remorse right now because he can't do any interviews right now. We can have him give kudos to Ariana for being so strong and being supportive of her. Because everybody loves Ariana right now because she was done wrong. Like it was just, and then we talk about the businesses, right? And, oh, you're ruining our businesses, you're hurting our businesses, it makes me so sad. All of the standard talking points. It felt staged to me. He's working double time while Sandy gets to just like smoke a bowl and chill. So the times. They're in a mess. Ariana definitely seems to be indulging. Like I said, she was spotted in Mexico at a wedding, living her best life as she should. So. Let me know what you guys think. Do you think that the TMZ interview was staged? If you watched it and you didn't think that it was staged, I suggest you rewatch it. Listen to some of the things that he says, some of the questions that are asked. and Just kind of, you know, keep these PR stunts in the back of your mind for future reference. Lala Kent celebrated Ocean's second birthday over the weekend. It was a Monsters Inc. themed. It was very cute. Sheena was there with Little Summer. Brittany was there with Little Cruz. I'm pretty sure together they were like, Tom Sandoval better rot in hell. Rot in hell, Sandoval. But guess who was also there? Not Randall, but Amber Childers, Randall Emmett's ex wife. The one that Lala used to have beef with. Remember, she used to like fight with her over text message. Well, it seems that they've definitely squashed their beef in recent years. They've teamed up. They're battling Randall together for custody of their kids. Amber was there. She brought the two older girls that she has with Randall. And I think it's great for Ocean to have her two older sisters with her at the party and to see the two moms kind of come together. As somebody that like grew up with, you know, multiple... I don't want to say parents, but like... I had my, my mom and I have my dad and then my mom got married married to her husband, and then my dad got married to his wife. They had me in high school. I was an oopsie-whoopsie behind the bleachers. But, like, they had me, and then they each got married, and then they each had their own kids and families, and then my mom left her husband, and now she's with her partner Vanessa, and they have their kids. So there are multiple kids in multiple situations, and, like, it's always nice when all of the families can kind of come together. It's very rare that, like, my mom side and my dad's side kind of come together, not because there's any contention, but just because they're not really close. Um Again, I was the oopsie-whoopsie in high school. Like, there was no need for the families to really kind of keep my mom was close with like my grandma and my dad's sisters, but my dad's always off been off doing his own thing. But, um, you know, so I understand the value of like having that sort of, you know, the importance of that. Like my mom was always really big on like my brother, Sean, he and my mother, um, My dad has three baby mamas it was my mom and then it was my brother sean's mom and then his current wife with their three kids and i remember even though my mom wasn't close to my brother sean's mother initially you know, she always made sure that the two of them would get together and that way Sean and I always had a bond and so Sean and I are really close because we we grew up together. We would go and visit my grandmother together and if it was somebody's birthday, you know, my mom would make sure to invite Sean and his mom and, you know, vice versa. Sean and his mom would always make sure that we were allowed to come over for birthdays so we were able to kind of have that close relationship growing up and that's why I think it's so important to kind of hash that beef and I think it's great that Amber and Lala were able to put, La- or Lauren, and some people are like, why are you calling Raquel Rachel and you're not going to call Lala Lauren? I call her Lala because like, I know her better than Rachel. Um, But I think it's important, you know, and if there are any parents out there that maybe are struggling with this type of situation, I know because it's very different with like my father's wife and, you know, her three kids. They're my siblings. I love them unconditionally. I, you know, wish I had better relationships with those three but you know my stepmother has not always made it the easiest and so that's been a challenge and that's you know it always affects the kids and it it always affects everybody except for the person that's like bitter in their heart and has to hold that sort of resentment or have distance between people or have these unrealistic rules and guidelines and I know Amber and Lala maybe didn't have that best relationship initially granted because you know Amber was technically still married to Randall at the time that he started fully around with Lala. And he told Lala, hey, I split with her. But like usually when you need to make sure you can see those signed divorce papers, right? Call up or don't call up Alexia, but like call up Adriana. And Adriana in Miami can help you scroll to the bottom of the page and verify whether the divorce went through or not. But party looked cute. All the kids were dressed up. Mamas were dressed up. I thought it's kind of cute seeing them in these parental roles. Send it to Daryl, okay? Beverly Hills, living in Beverly Hills. The ladies of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills have been spotted filming all weekend in Vegas. So we got Garcelle, we got Crystal, we got Kyle, we got Dorit, we got Sutton, and we got Erica. It doesn't appear that we've got a new housewife, though, or at least not a new diamond holder. Kyle did kind of allude that we possibly have some fresh faces in the mix, but again, that doesn't mean that we necessarily have a new diamond holder in the mix. I mean, what, Garcelle, Crystal, Kyle, Dorit, and Erica. that six housewives. The show started with six housewives. So it's not like six ladies can't carry the show together. Um, Last year, there was a lot because we also had Diana and Rena and Kathy. And so there were, and Cherie, there were a lot of housewives and a lot of moving pieces. Eight full-time housewives was a lot, plus the friends off. But I think that's kind of great because then if there's a lack of storyline in somebody else's place, then like somebody else can kind of come in and carry the weight a little bit. And we kind of saw that balance last season. But, I mean, they looked like they were having fun. They had some cute little fashion moments. Um, so, like, good for them. It doesn't – we haven't really heard anything crazy about the new season, of Beverly Hills, which makes me think the new season probably isn't that crazy. Hopefully, it does really become more focused on, like, you know, the glam and the glitz and the fashion and the high vibes, I don't know if it has the same wealth that it used to have back in like that first season where you have Lisa Vanderpump's house and Adrian Maloof's house and Taylor Armstrong's house and Kyle Richards and and Kim Richards. They didn't have the wealth, but they came from that Hollywood background, right? They had some money, but they didn't, you know, they brought a different, they brought something different to the table. Whereas I feel like now... I don't know if we have that like Hollywood glitz and glam vibe, nor do we have that uber wealthy vibe, right? Um, I mean, I guess Sutton has money, right? Sutton has money. Kyle has money. Dorit's got some money. So I guess there's a, I'm hoping, like I want private jets again. I want Dorit flying in on a birthday party with boy George on a helicopter to land on a yacht. You know, bring that sort of vibe back. Bring back that exuberance and and glam we'll see i don't love dorit's dark hair though love dorit i just think that the dark hair just doesn't it's it's not exciting it's not very eventful um and it's just kind of blah but elton john had his his aids foundation oscars viewing party kathy hilton was spotted there with kyle they posed together for a photo appears they may be reconciling or have reconciled in some type of way also, there was Lisa Rinna, Diana Jenkins, who sponsored the event. We had Dorit there. We had Jill Zarin there. We had Melissa Etheridge was there. It's so funny to see, like, all these big celebs and then to also kind of see, like, Jill Zarin. Like, you have Emma Watson and then you have Jill Zarin. So it's just, it's kind of funny what, a, a you know, a collection of talent that Elton John brings in. Noticeably absent, though, was Sutton Strack which I find interesting because given last season's drama and, you know, the whole I bought Lisa Rena spot at the event, here we go. Here's Lisa Rinna. She's at the event without Sutton. So I definitely found that interesting. Seems to further validate that Sutton didn't buy her seat and Lisa Rinna would have had a seat regardless. But interesting that that Sutton didn't end up attending since she does usually attend a lot of Elton John events, or at least for his AIDS Foundation. But the cast was spotted living it up in Vegas. Kyle says that it's possible that there are some new faces around. She kind of teases that. But I am not wildly optimistic about that. I think we're going to have a fairly tame and rather boring season of Beverly Hills. They all went to a Magic Mike show, which looked fun i've never been to a magic mic show i tried to watch the movie but like i can't get through like the first 10 minutes i get bored and i like tune out it's just not interesting to me but they went to a magic mic show kyle was trying to run away from a hot stripper i'm just like girl own your non-ozempic body right let those strippers dance all over you own it baby own it own it you got the hot body. Like, why not get a, a little stripper sweat all over you? But it's because, like, she doesn't like there the rumors about her and Mauricio splitting and them, you know, not being together anymore. And she she says that now those rumors don't really bother her. But I would imagine the reason she doesn't want the stripper to dance on her is because she doesn't want people to she doesn't want to add more fuel to the fire. of People saying that her and Mauricio are having problems. Whatever. Jill Zarin at the same event, though, was talking to Ricky Cornish, who's a reporter. She was telling him she was talking to him about contract negotiations for Real Housewives of New York Legacy. She also mentioned a couple of things on Jeff Lewis's interview on his radio show where she was telling Jeff that the reason that Legacy fell through is because she decided not to do it after all. And she's like, and the reality is I decided not to do it, and they didn't want to do it with only four housewives. And the four housewives that were in consideration were Dorinda, Luann, Sonia, and Kelly ben Simone. And she's like, they didn't want to do it with just four ladies. And without me, there aren't many OGs left. She's like, because Bethany's not there. Ramona's not there. And if I'm not there, then like, where are the OGs? She said that she thinks that there would have been a slight sliver, like a chance that Alex McCord might fly back for something like this. We saw Alex do Ultimate Girls Trip Season 4. So I think that that was definitely in the realm of possibility. But I also feel like it's kind of awkward because I don't think Luann has any connection to Dorinda. Dorinda. Um, and I just, I think it would be interesting to kind of see her reconnect with like Sonia and Luann after all of this time and Kelly, if Kelly, you know, was still doing it, but yeah, Jill seems to think that they squashed legacy because of her. And I think, I don't think she's wrong, right? I actually think that there's a little bit of truth to that because why would you just film legacy with only four housewives and li- I know Dorinda's great. I know Sonya's great. I know Luann is great. Kelly Calor, and Ben Simone, I don't really need in my life anymore. Like, done over, you know, they're all here and she's out the window, right? We're not up here and down here. We have Kelly out the window. Nobody's interested. Nobody cares. I don't really know. need to know what Kelly's doing anymore. I heard she had a podcast for, like, two seconds and, like, that died. Listen, people like to come into the podcast game, but they can't really stay in the podcast game unless they know how to stay in the podcast game so kelly killer and was is not somebody that can stay in the podcast game but yeah jill says that after she said that on jeff lewis though she's like i talked about it and then she was telling ricky on the red carpet um that i she said one of the other housewives which i can only assume was dorinda she said one of the other housewives called her very upset and maybe a little drunk and slurry she said that this housewife called her and was like, why do you keep talking about contract negotiations? And don't you know, because the rumor is that Jill Zarin was only offered 15,000 to do legacy and that the other women were offered a lot more. They were offered like 60 grand to do legacy. I think like 50 to 60. And I think Luann was getting the most at 60 grand. I think Dorinda and Sonia may have been offered like 50. So Jill Zarin was only offered 15. Okay. Dorinda, I guess, apparently told Jill Zarin, like, yeah, of course we deserve to pay more. Like, of course I deserve to make more than you because I was on the show longer than you. I carried the show further than you. And then Jill Zarin was like, well, actually, you wouldn't have been on the show if it wasn't for me because I started this show. I cast three housewives on this show. I brought in Luann and I brought in Bethany. And so Jill definitely seems to be big on her ego, but so does Dorinda. Here's my thought on it. It's a legacy show, right? So if you're bringing everybody in for legacy, then I think you should, I actually, dare I say it, I'm shocked at myself, I side with Jill Zarin. I think if it's legacy, then all of the housewives that you're bringing in are on the same legacy Status, Right. We're all on the same playing field because we're saying that these are all the legends, legacy legends of Real Housewives of New York. Now, I don't think Kelly Killoran Ben Simone is legacy. Apparently, Tinsley also turned it down. Bethany turned it down. Tinsley turned it down. And Ramona, I guess, wasn't selected. But she says that she turned it down. And she called it the loser legacy. She's like, why would they bring any of them back? None of these women had contracts anymore anyway. So like, what is it? It's the Luger, loser legacy. It's the rejects. <laughs> just, just, Ramona cracks me up, damn it. She's funny. And so I agree. Legacy is Ramona. Legacy is Bethany. Legacy is Jill. Legacy is Luann. Legacy is Sonia. Legacy is Dorinda. It's not Kelly, Clore, and Ben Simone. I honestly don't even think Tinsley is legacy. I think Tinsley is a close contender. I think that's the ones that I just mentioned. Bethany, Jill, Dorinda, Ramona, Sonia, Luann, legacy. Then you have a second tier of legacy, right? And that's where I would say maybe we have Heather Halla-Thompson and Carol Radswell and Tinsley Mortimer and... Who else? Um, I mean, Alex McCord. I don't know if Alex McCord would fall into second tier or top tier legacy. She, I guess, technically can be an either or. And then at the very bottom, you have like Jules and Barbara Kay with her tool belt. So I think legacy level, everybody gets paid the same. And if you can't afford 60K for everybody, then. Keep everybody at 30K. I don't think Dorinda deserves to be paid more than Jill Zarin. I think Jill Zarin did start the show. And again, Legacy, same playing field, give everybody the same paycheck or miss moving on, right? But I don't know how interested anybody would want to watch Legacy without Bethany and Ramona. I just feel like Bethany and Ramona are the biggest Legacy players of Real Housewives of New York. Those are my thoughts. Love it or hate it. Stassi Schroeder has announced that she's having another baby. She's having a baby boy. So congrats to the new mama. Her and Bo are ready for baby number two. It's boy. They don't have any names yet, or maybe they do, but they haven't announced it. She was originally going to announce this uh, during the scandal of all of it all, and then obviously that took precedent and took center stage. So she's like, great, he came and ruined my baby announcement, my gender reveal. So. Isn't it so wild that out of all of them, Jax and Stassi were the two biggest Vanderpump villains, and now they're both, like, happily married with kids living their best life off the show? That shows you that reality TV is toxic, and the villains can grow. Austin Kroll from, uh, I almost said Tummer House from Southern Charm, I guess hooked up with Taylor Ann. Interesting, because Taylor Ann was formerly, da- formerly dating Shep. So after last season's reunion, Taylor Ann claims that she was just at a low point in her life and she made out with Austin, which is what you do when you're at a low point in your life. I don't even need it to be a, a low point in my life. I'd make out with Austin. Like, why not? A fun, sloppy makeout sounds like a good time. But they claimed that there was no boom boom in the bedroom. It's going to play out this new season on Southern Charm and that, you know, for a minute they did consider dating, but... Ultimately, Taylor Ann didn't want to sc- screw up or risk her friendship with Olivia. So Olivia, who's Austin's ex, it's just kind of weird. It sounded bigger than it actually was. I don't know if I believe that it was just a hookup, like a, or sorry, just a make out. But if it was just a makeout, then like it ain't that big of a deal. But if they did more, it's a little bit of a deal because like she's friends with Olivia and he's friends with Shep and like it's just, it's complicated. It's a complicated triangle, not even a triangle, just like a, a love tryst. Q, I guess we have that to look forward to on Southern Charm. Um, and other hot couples news, Kendall Jenner is officially stepping out with her new boo, Bad Bunny. They were spotted at Jay-Z and Beyonce's Oscar party. And, like, listen, Kendall is, like, pulling these hot dudes. I'm just, like, Bad Bunny is hot. Like, I would do Bad Bunny. Like, at first, I didn't get all the Bad Bunny hype. And, like, I'm not a big fan of his music. But, like, like I don't know. I guess he has, like, a bop or two. I don't really know his music. I think if he's done, like, a cameo, like, when DJ Khaled goes, DJ Khaled. And everyone's, like, oh, that's DJ Khaled. Like, that's how I know Bad Bunny. Uh, but, yeah, he can get it. He can get it. He can show Kendall how to cut a cucumber. You know, like, Get it, bad bunny. Give her some pepino with a little tahine on it. I'm here for it. They're a hot guy. like Kendall knows how to pull them. Good for Kendall. I'm I'm here for this vibe. I'm curious to see who Kylie Jenner is gonna date. Chris Jenner also just appeared in Megan Trainor's new video for "Mother." I'm your mother. na na na. na. they're really trying to push this mother song because they like launched they debuted it and like bombed it didn't even make like the top 200 it really bombed and so they're trying to make it a tiktok trend they're trying to like make it a real thing they filmed the music video they had chris jenner in it the song is bad like let's be very clear like they're trying to make it catchy and like it is a little catchy i am your mother boy listen to me But it's, like, so dumb because it feels like it's trying too hard. First of all, the use of the word mother. Because, like, oh, people, like, on Twitter are like, oh, my God, she's mother. Oh, my God, Garcelle is mother. Oh, my God, so-and-so is mother. And I think it's stupid. I'm not calling anybody mother. Yeah, no, I think it's stupid. But so the title in and of itself already feels you know gimmicky and then on top of that she's like boy stop your mansplaining and listen to me and i'm just like are we like are we still like we're talking about like it just feels like she's using all the buzzword like mansplaining really we're gonna use all the trendy buzzwords and hope that it's gonna become like a culturally relevant thing it also just feels like annoyingly like catchy like a commercial right um you know, like the stupid commercial, like Cars for Kids, like those types of like stupid songs where you're, you find yourself like singing it at one point, but it's like dumb. It's never anything you like. Nobody's going to be like, oh, yeah, let me get my my I almost said iPod. Let me get my iPhone and put on Apple Music so that I can listen to Cars for Kids like nobody's doing that. Nobody wants to listen to cars for kids. Nobody's dying to hear "Arms of an Angel," you know, by Sarah McLachlan. In the arms of an angel, like they're fucking annoying. Okay, and that's this Megan Trainer song. It's annoying. It's trying too hard. I love that Chris Jenner was in it, and I love that like she's the representation of mother because she's the mother of pop culture. But like this song is not it. We can throw that in the garbage with the sprinkle cookies, and that's that's what I've got to say about it. Guys, get your tickets to see me and the Brav Bros live April 27th in Philly. We're going to be at City Winery in Philly. Be sure to get your tickets. VIP packages are selling fast, so be sure to get them. We have meet and greet VIP packages where you get, you know, premier seating. You get to hang out with me and the Brav Bros at the pre-show happy hour. We'll do a cute little photo op. We're going to have a good time. So come on out April 27th at City Winery in Philly, I've never been to Philly. This is probably the only East Coast show I'm going to do. So if you're in New York or you're in Jersey, I suggest you come on out for a fun night out. No filter night out in Philly. Everyone keeps saying, come to New York. I did New York last year. Come to Jersey. I don't think, I, I'm, I, don't, I don't know where I would go in Jersey. But Philly, no filter night out. April 27th. Mark your date and get your tickets now before they are donezos, before they are gone, girl. Let's get it, get, it, get it. I'll see you April 27th at City Winery in Philly. Go to NoFilterLive.com. That's NoFilterLive.com. Head on over and get your tickets right now. Get your merch today, Monday, March 13th, Monday. The start of the week Monday is the last day to use code Rachel for 20% off. You can get your Team Ariana shirts. You can get your Zack Pack University sweaters. You can get your Liddy City tank tops. You can get your I'm disengaging hats. You can get your no filter denim uh, caps. All of it is on sale. Biggest Bully in Hollywood shirts, all of it on sale. Today only, 20% off. Last chance to save. Use code Rachel at justplanezack.com slash shop. JustplaneZack.com slash shop and get your tickets to No Filter Night Out, April 27th in Philly at nofilterlive.com. That's nofilterlive.com. I love you guys. I appreciate you give me a follow at just plain Zach. you want to keep up with me personally, and if you want to keep up with the show and get all the latest reality TVT then go follow at No with Zach on the Instagram. Just plain Zach is me. No filter with Zach is the podcast handle. All right. That's all I got for you. Love you. Mean it.